Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. Daniel is where we're going to remain and continue. Chapter number two tonight, verse 44. Thank you, worship team. Great job tonight. Two forty-four. If you have it, say amen. If you're not looking, say amen. As my dad used to say, we'll go on without you. And the Bible tells us, I believe it's the New King James Version, it says that in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. Now watch, this kingdom's going to be different which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall, uh, and the kingdom shall not be left to, to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume. Somebody shall consume. Now I want you to understand that is very important and significant. How many knows it's important that we see that it's going to be broken up in pieces to consume. Now it's interesting because we talk about dividing, but this here is talking about dividing to conquer. You see what I'm saying? There's pieces that's going to scatter to invade. Somebody say invasion. Let's just say it like this, say kingdom invasion. But it shall break in pieces and consume all all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever this kingdom as one scripture said of this kingdom will be no end this kingdom's going to remain this kingdom's going to come this kingdom's will will be done somebody say here see we get so focused on there that we don't understand that he's trying to get the kingdom here Y'all need to talk back to me tonight. Because the truth of the matter, God's not so much concerned about us getting there. He's about more concerned about getting the kingdom here. And so I want you to start thinking that way, that you are the kingdom. You're a piece of it. You're a piece of this kingdom that I'm talking about that's been established through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Heavenly Father, bless it. Speak through me. Use me, Father God timely however you see fit God I've got plans I've got scriptures words but God I pray that you use your words through this vessel whatever it is that you want to say whatever you don't want to say God whatever the case may be tonight I pray you use this vessel to project your voice and your word and we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus name amen and amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord This is something that, that we've touched on in times past, Wednesday nights, Sundays at the other location. There was one specific season that we kind of got on kingdom, and it's in our lingo. It's what we're saying. It's what Holy Spirit is conveying for the season and the times that you and I are living in. When I was young, I heard the gospel message, but I did not hear the word kingdom very often. 
But as we're getting closer, how many knows that the last will be like the first? You know, John said he preached the kingdom. He, he preached the kingdom's coming. Jesus said, repent, the same message, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. How many knows when it's at hand, you can touch it? You can experience it. You can feel it. When something's at hand, I'm close to it. And so I want you to see that the kingdom is, it's like when you look in your rearview mirror and it, ooh, Jesus, help us. And when you look in your rearview mirror and the, uh, and, the, and the wording on the mirror says the objects are closer. And so what I want you to understand is that the kingdom has always been close to you. You're just looking from a wrong perspective. Sometimes we're looking in the wrong mirror. Come on, somebody. When we need to be looking in the windshield. When we look in the windshield, we can see the bigger picture of what it is trying to convey and say. And I'm saying this spiritually and prophetically is that God has told his people from day one, stop looking back. But I'm trying to get you across. I'm trying to get you through. I'm trying to get you to a place of promise. And he also wants you to get you to a place of promise because in order to produce the, the attributes of promise, he has to get me to that place of promise before I can produce promise in the lives of others. This was the plan. Turn to your neighbor and say, this was the plan all along. Even in the book of Genesis, we can see that Adam walked with God in the cool of the day, the breeze of the day. It was the breath of heaven breathing upon God. And this was the awareness that the kingdom was with Adam. That the breath and the wind of God was with the cool of the day. It was never intended to be a formulation or a religion. Some kind of religious structure that we come to and we hear about, but it's something to be experienced on a regular basis. A relationship. How many knows a relationship is a, an experience every day? And so it's an experience every single day I get up you never know what kind of an experience you're going to have in a relationship. Husbands, y'all know what I mean. Amen? Somebody say amen to that. One minute you're learning a lesson in your relationship. Another minute you're having the greatest joy and the peace of your life. It's a new mercy every morning kind of thing. And if you look at it that way, you will not get so frustrated in the relationship because you understand that everything in the relationship is an assignment to work on you and to straighten out who you are. God's always working even in relations that you're connected to in this place. And they may not look like you, smell like you, act like you, but they all are a part of you. I need you to see these are the pieces. <laughs> these are the pieces that God is going to use in this hour. Uh, the remnant pieces that you've heard. Amanda, I'm just going to bring some stuff together. Those pieces that are different colors, shapes, sizes. Everybody has different functionalities. But God is going to bring pieces together so that he can send pieces apart. And we see here that Adam walked with God and we see that it was not intended to be uh, a formula as we said or a religion but it was a relationship somebody say relationship the plan was that rather man would have connection with God 
companionship with God, friendship with God, togetherness with God, this to get her was the plan of Jesus together. God is trying to bring a people together so that he can send a people out. How many knows that you have to have a place to come together first? Come on, somebody. That's the church. That's where you're at. That's what you're setting in. It's that connecting together as different pieces. But God's going to use the pieces to go out. Genesis 1, 26, it tells us that his image was in the likeness. His, he was in the light. His image and likeness, uh, that's why, how we, you and I, were created and he gave mankind dominion. He gave them rule. He gave them power over the earth. And the Bible says that God first must, he, he gave dominion with, to Adam. He gave him dominion to uh, be fruitful, to, be, uh, to, to operate in multiplication. Uh, he gave him uh, all of the tools that he needed to replenish he gave him the ability to subdue the earth. He gave them the authority over the earth. And David reinforces it when he says that, that you made mankind rulers over the works of your hand and you put everything under your feet. God has put, you need to turn to your neighbor and say, God put everything under your feet. You know, he told Joshua, he said, the same territory that Moses, I gave to him, he said, I'm going to give it to you. He put everything under your feet. That means that the path that you're on right now, you need to understand that creator God put that under your feet for you to take the authority over the land, the territory that you're standing in. And that means in your house, that means in your community, that means in uh, your ministry, whatever the case may be, you need to understand that God has given you the authority to stand on it, to stand in it. To stand among it. So he says here that the kingdom of God and all the things shall be added if I first seek the kingdom. Seeking first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto me. God must be first. Now what I'm trying to say is God cannot give us dominion if, he's not, if, if he has no dominion over me. If he doesn't have dominion over me, I cannot have dominion over anything so God has to first have me before I can have dominion you see what I'm saying because I'm just an instrument I'm just a vessel I'm just here for him and the Bible is telling you and I that this kingdom uh, this was the message you and I have seen what what uh, is you know it, it's that companionship it's that togetherness with God it's that communion with God just like Adam and the breeze of the day it's it's devotion it's prayer time it's praise time all of these things are the way that we communicate it's just like how many knows that communication is key in a marriage same thing with our God there must be daily communication Sometimes I have to push what my flesh wants aside so that I can see my spouse. Come on, somebody. Sometimes I got to move the phone away from my face so that I can hear what she's saying because I don't know about you, but I get distracted pretty easy. So what I'm trying to say is that there is a message of the kingdom that God is trying to get to us, and this kingdom is that relationship. You and I have seen religion. Religion has produced something. How many knows religion does produce something? 
Religion produces slaves. But what God is trying to get us into, you and I, is to understand that you can be a servant, but you're a son. You're not a slave. Let me just say it like this. You're not a subject. You're a son. You're a son. You're a daughter. God wants you to shift your mindset from that religious thing, uh, slave mentality, being enslaved to this thing. Because when you're a son and you're a daughter, you enjoy the ways of the kingdom. You enjoy what the Father has for the next steps of your life. You enjoy, and you understand whatever the Father has, you can have it. Woo! And so the, the kingdom of God establishes sons. I want you to write that down. The kingdom of God establishes sons. The kingdom of God establishes sons. And then, and then if you want to put relationship. Religion produces slaves. Relationship establishes sons. What is sons? What does that mean? It means that you're a part. You're an heir. The Bible says a joint heir with him. Which means whatever he has. You can have. Anybody got a son or daughter that they know if they in need of anything? If they want something, guess what they do? Daddy, you got any money? And even if I don't have money, Daddy, you got a card. <laughs> and if I don't have my card on me, Daddy, you got Venmo. You know what I'm saying? Because they know that whatever I have is theirs. Come on, somebody. And whatever they have is mine. That means if I have something that I can provide for their need, they're going to get the provisions of the Father. But then if there's something going on in their life and they need some advice and they need some wisdom, they can have the wisdom that the Father has. They can have that atmosphere of peace because we've walked through life and we have an experience. There's an exchange that goes on because we're heirs and joint heirs with Him. It's a relationship. It's a companionship. And heirs inherit what the King has. I want you to write that down. Heirs inherit what the King has. I believe that in this hour, God, I, I, we could go in the prodigal son, the whole picture of that, what happened when he walked away from the house, all of the things that happened. How many knows that when he was in the house, he had what the house offered? He had all of the things. As a matter of fact, when he was sent away, the father gave him what was his, his inheritances. But he walked off and he began to spend it out on rightous living. He was worldly thinking and he was in his own way. And we all have done it. We've walked away from the house. Listen, you can never expect to have what's in the house outside the house. And so God is trying to get us to understand, yes, he wants us to invade the territory. He wants us to, but there is a place that we must come. That's why you're hearing of the hub. I, I believe that there's a hub and God is bringing remnants to hubs hungry. Hallelujah. I'm talking about people who are hungry to hear what the Father's saying. Hungry to hear that I'm an heir. I'm a joint heir. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. What do I have to do to understand that, that, that I can be equipped with this kind of thinking, with this 
this kind of establishment. I'm an heir inheriting what the king has and what he says over my life. And this is what I believe prophetically God is about to do. God is moving and taking dominion over an, an end time remnant people. He's, he has taken dominion. He's taken the hearts. He's taken the mind. You, you might have spent it all out on something. You might have been in a pig pen and you've tried your own thing. But, but all of a sudden you came to yourself and God took over your mind. And God took dominion over your heart. And I believe he's captured the heart of a people. And here's why he's done it. He has called a remnant to release the heavens. He's called a remnant to release the heavens. And you'd say, why do you want to do that? Because it's when we release the heaven into the earth that the world will be changed. Now, here's what I'm here to tell you. Everything that you experience in the house is what you take out to the street. Come on, somebody. Every time, you know, when somebody knows who they are, they can't be swayed by other people. They can't be swayed by the opinions of man. Some fathers have done it right. They've spoken into their sons. They have built something for their children to be established for their future. And this is what God is saying. Don't be moved by the opinions of others. See, we're, we're, we're active. We get out in the world and the, the thinking of the world begins to become infiltrated in us when we should be infiltrating the world and being the change and the difference in society. I don't want to get too much into this, but I believe that God is giving a remnant, a kingdom authority and power, not just to preach a good sermon and to go evangelize a community, but it's going to start like the scripture says. It's going to start like a little seed over here and it's going to start like a little living in that bread and it's going to spread and the kingdom is going to take over you say what are you talking about yes the kingdom of God will invade the earth because my Bible tells me until the ends of the earth hear about the kingdom there will be no end nobody's helping me in this place but I'm here to tell you that it's going to start with small little things I'm talking about on the business come on somebody God's going to give you a, a creative mind for kingdom purpose God's going to give you creative mind. Matter of fact, you need to just lift your hands and say, Lord, help my creativity to be powerful. Because without it having the mentality of his kingdom, without it having his peace, his joy, his righteousness upon it, his fruits of the spirit behind it, it's not going to be effective. We can come in here, we can shout, we can spit, we can holler, we can sing all of the songs, but I'm here to tell you it's not about what we're doing in the house. How many is going to take it to the YouTube channel Come on, somebody. This is what I'm talking about. God is not. We can't just uh, stop our subscription to Netflix and think that that's going to do it. I'm ready for somebody to start creating movies. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Somebody in the kingdom needs to step up. Is there anybody in the house that would say, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know when I'm going to do it. And I know, listen, we're not all preachers. We're not all teachers. We're not all evangelists. But there's some creative minds in this place. And I came to empower you. I came to empower a worker in this place to understand that if you'll start the business, you'll put everything in that business. God's going to give you a kingship in the kingdom. He's going to give you a way to provide for what he's about to do.
And we have to understand it's the kingdom. Somebody shout the kingdom. And in the kingdom, God has given us keys. Everything has been given and provided. The keys of the power of God have been given. Peter, and look where he, look where he was. Caesarea Philippi. My goodness, we could go right there. You, you want to know what that was? The modern day society you and I live in. All of the strongholds, all of the powers of darkness, all of the wickedness. But you know who has authority over every bit of it? To tread on serpents? Talk back to me tonight. And scorpions and, and sickness and disease. And we can get in here and shout about it, but it's time for you to step out of this place and stomp on it. Come on, somebody. Step on it. Shift the atmosphere. Shift the communities. It's going to start with the little things. And God said, if you're faithful over the little things, I'm going to open up big things and many things. I wish I could right now. I need somebody to just think past your living room. Think past uh, your little spot in your community because I'm telling you, there's some kingdom business and there's a remnant that's going to raise up in this hour and it's not going to be so much of a revival over here it's going to be walking into a workplace and the spirit of God lays somebody out it's going to be walking in the workplace because the kingdom is taking over anybody believe like this I, I know we can believe somebody to be healed in this building but I'm telling you I believe that the kingdom business is getting ready to be the business I said the kingdom of God suffereth violent but the violent take it by force and don't tell me you're taking anything if you're sitting flipping through the Netflix and not doing a thing I'm asking somebody to step out and find out that God is getting ready to invade territory it's not anybody else's but his it's the squatter has just been in the land that God has provided but I wish I had somebody to say squatter it's time for you to get your bags pack your suitcases it's time for us to take back the enemy's territory to take back some families to take back some businesses to take back some communities I wish I had some help in this place who would agree with the word of the Lord matter of fact take 30 seconds if you agree and somebody give him a radical praise because you hear the word of the Lord and you believe the word of the Lord kingdom Keys unlock, but I have to put it in first. The key cannot do anything before I first take action. I can have a, a key in my hand, or I can have a key in my pocket. I wish I had my keys. But I can have a key in my pocket. It's not going to do any good in my pocket if my office is locked. How many knows... You can have keys in your pocket, but if the door is locked to your office, see, I love getting in that office because there's resources in there. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying? There's stuff in there I can dig into and get into some wisdom and some knowledge and some stuff that's been laid up, some wisdom. You know what I'm saying? But it's not going to do me any good if the door's locked, if the office is locked up. Here's what I'm here to tell you. There's some offices sitting in this place right now that's been locked up because you've left the keys in your pocket. 
You can have an office all day long and we can stand and look at it, but I'm ready for somebody to get the key out of your pocket. I'm preaching better than anybody saying anything. Get the key out of your pocket. Put it in the office door, open it up, and look at the wisdom that God is about to release, the knowledge that God is about to release, the words of wisdom, the words of knowledge, the gifts of the Spirit are going to come to those who will pull the keys out of your pocket. Come on, somebody. I wish I had somebody to understand that one of the keys is your praise. <laughs> one of the keys is your praise. You say, put it in the Bible. When Paul and Silas were in a Philippian jail cell, and they were waiting to be stoned but at the midnight hour of their life rather than complaining about their situation and grumbling guess what they did they had a song in their heart they had a key in their pocket and they pulled out the key come on somebody and when they begin to use the key this key not only opened their prison but it opened everybody else's prison too somebody give God a praise and say I'm getting the keys out of my pocket. Woo! Somebody say, I got some keys. Slap your neighbor, high five. Say, we have keys in the kingdom. He said, upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Physical keys can access properties. Taking them in your hands, putting them in the door, Handle to unlock it. However, spiritual keys are used differently than natural keys. So what I have in my pocket in the natural, I have in my mouth <laughs> in the spiritual. Some might say, I got some keys in my mouth. Woo, hallelujah, that sounds rough, don't it? I got some keys in my mouth. What does that mean? Keys of praise. Then you see keys of prayer. God opened doors in answer to prayers. How many knows that God is going to answer when you use the key of prayer? And the Bible says in Acts 12, Peter was in prison and the church was praying. Peter walked out of the prison and the angel released him from chains and doors of the dungeon opened. Doors of impossibility began to open. Why? Because Peter used the key of prayer. Come on. Where Paul and Silas used the key of praise. How many knows that there is power in the key of prayer? And the Bible said that the angel that was released began to unlock the door and release the heavenly resources in answer to prayer. And God made a way for Peter through the key of prayer using from the keys of the kingdom. Praise and prayer. Hallelujah. There is a key of praise. There is a key of prayer and when God says I will deliver you watch this no door or wall can stand in front of you if God says I will heal you no door of sickness can contain you if God says I am your provider no door of lack come on somebody and help me can limit you or keep you out of the abundant life that God has promised you does anybody know who your father is come on can anybody brag on your father 
father right now? Can anybody brag on the royal priesthood that you're a part of? Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about being arrogant. I'm talking about being grateful. Come on. If you're grateful that you're a part of the family, but you're also a part of the kingdom, you're a part of the remnant pieces that God is getting ready to use, I want you right now to step on your feet and establish whose kingdom you're a part of. Come on. Stand and say, I am the kings and I am the priests. And I'm not saying it as a prideful manner, but it's time for you to understand your identity. I'm telling you, if you don't know who you are, the enemy can block you, mock you, trip you up. But I'm here to tell you, when you know you've got the key to every prison door that tries to bind you, you say, how do you know it? The Bible said that if I ever get sick, I don't even have to call on my pastor lay a hand on myself and say be healed in the name of Jesus I, I can prophesy to myself because I have a key in my mouth I wish I had somebody in this place who's been haunted and taunted by the enemy and he's trying to push you out of your identity somebody use the keys that's inside your mouth and give God a hallelujah Come on, somebody just begin to prophesy to your destiny. Prophesy to your marriage. Prophesy to your situation. Prophesy that it's coming. It's getting ready to happen. Prophesy to your community. Prophesy to the business that has not even started yet. It's just a seed. But I promise you, it only has to start with a seed. It only has to start with a seed. The Bible said that the kingdom is the seed, but it grows into the tree and becomes the branch I'm here to tell you I see some new branches open up I wish I had somebody to believe the word of the Lord that you thought you was a businessman now you just wait till new branches open up you just wait till those seeds create new branches I feel this thing in my spirit because the enemy said look it's just little it's just little over here it's just a little over there but watch it spread like a fire Watch it spread like a fire. I'm talking about revival. I'm talking about revival that's not contained to this building. But there's something getting ready to happen in the street. If you believe it, somebody praise it real good tonight. Woo! Hey, Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Slap your neighbor, say the keys to the kingdom. You got the keys to the kingdom. When you're the king's kid, you have the keys. Come on. I'm a king's kid. I have the keys to the kingdom. Hallelujah. All I got to do is ask the father. And when the father hears my voice, he begins to hand me the keys. My boy Elijah has the only key to the mailbox because he had something in there that he wanted. And guess what? He never gave daddy back the key. He said, I'm just going to keep it on the ring. All I have to do is say, son, I need the key. But what I'm trying to tell you is when the father has the key, you have the key. 
Somebody slap your neighbor a high five and say it's on my key ring. It's on my, it's on my key ring right alongside a Spider-Man and Superman. Hallelujah. Right alongside every other key. I'm telling you, I got a key of the Holy Ghost. I, I got a key of peace and righteousness. I, I got a, of, a key of joy. Hallelujah. I got a key of peace. I got a key of righteousness. I got a key of his holiness. All I have to do is understand who I am in him and who he is in me. The Bible said that the kingdom is in me and the kingdom is on me. I wish I had somebody to understand that no sickness can get in me because the kingdom is in me and nothing can get on me because the kingdom is on me. Somebody ought to get happy because you're a part of what I'm Yeah. Jesus. Somebody just begin to give him praise in your own way right now. Just, just, just focus on your father right now. Focus on the father. Keys of praise. Keys of prayer. Somebody shout keys of obedience. Like Philip through the angel telling him to arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down to Jerusalem to Gaza. Acts 8 and 26, that obedience, watch this, position him to be at the right place, at the right time. Here's what I'm here to tell you, that not only do you always need to have a praise in your pocket, not only do you have to have a prayer in your pocket, but you need to understand, go ahead and let there be some obedience on that key ring, because if you'll be obedient to the voice of God, watch this, the Bible said that as he was obedient to the Father's voice, he began to gain influence, my Lord in heaven, with an influential man from Ethiopia. I'm here to tell you, don't you limit God to what you can see around you. God's getting ready to do something from the north. I wish I had somebody to help me from the south, from the east, from the west. And it's going to be keys of the kingdom. It's going to be your king of a key of obedience. And as you obey, I hear the Lord say this, that he's getting ready to unlock. Slap your neighbor high five and shout unlock. Matter of fact, slap three people high five and shout unlock with praise. Unlock with prayer and unlock with obedience. And when you get to obedience, I'm here to tell you that as you exercise the key of obedience, the realm of the miraculous is getting ready to open up to those who are obedient. The Bible said that he was at the right place for the Ethiopian at the right time with an influential man. And Philip did not know what God gave. Philip did not know why God gave the instruction. Here's what he did. Even though he didn't know why, he still obeyed the directive of the Father. I'm preaching to somebody. You may not know why God told you to do it. You may not know why God told you 
you to do this in your business. You may not know God why God told you to sell everything. You may not know why God told you to shift and to move. But I'm here to tell you he simply obeyed. And that obedience was the key that opened a door of influence. My God in heaven, I'm here to tell somebody, if you know that in this season of obedience, God's going to open up influence. I want you to take 30 seconds and praise him like you're a radical, fanatical person who just believes the word of the If that's you, somebody give God praise because your key of obedience. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.